himself what you doing my man how you doing uh just trying to get working here in la in multiple facets career wise and paying my rent wise i i suggested this and now someone feel free uh, you know you guys are listening to this you hear it 
I suggest that he just sell crack. Um, I honestly, it wouldn't be that hard. Like two <laughs> weeks ago, I was walking back from Trader Joe's. This dude's walking around in probably a ten-pound bag, just yelling shit out. I got edibles. I got weed. I got and like he walked by a cop, and the cops like, I might want to buy something from him. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's legal it's out there. So it. like. I mean, how are they going to discern between? I mean, I mean, obviously they're going to be able to discern between the crack rock and a. <laughs> well, I was thinking about just mugging that dude right then and there, just take his bag. Hey, man, you got to get how you live. I'm not going to judge. I'll put it like this: there have been way more atrocious crimes than people selling drugs in society. Let's let's be real here, but. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't do my own supply. Yeah, you know, I, correct. That is in the Ten Crack Commandments. <laughs> you, 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 you have to listen to the Ten Crack Commandments before you get into this. Uh, but with that being said, uh, guys, it's good to be back. It's been a minute. Uh, Nick and I have just been, literally what he said, man. He's been working. I've been working. And your boy's about to move soon. So I've been trying to take care of that. And Man, it, uh, it's been a minute. Uh, but we are we are indeed very happy to be back recording. Um, hopefully, get back on a more regular uh, programming schedule for you folks. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, just sit back, enjoy this episode. Um, primarily, uh, we got some easy things. It uh, feels good because we got the movies back consistently. So that means some reviews this time around. Uh, for example, we've got. Uh, a Quiet Place 2 review, a uh, review of Cruella. Um, you know, we'll go, we'll recap a little entertainment news and some other little things. Uh, talk about some of these, the rest of these summer movies, fall movies that we're anticipating. Starting to see a little bit of uh, content and uh, trailers, teasers, and everything else for some of these fall movies. We're going to talk, since we are talking about uh, the summer and the fall, it's warming up, it's hot outside. We're going to talk a little summer hygiene. Some of my biggest issues with a lot of people's hygiene in the summertime, uh, it's been weighing on me heavily. I need to get this off my chest. And we got a, a couple of, uh, a, one or two questions from the audience we're going to answer, get a couple parting thoughts, and we'll piece it on out. So, um, with that being said, let's get into it. Let's get into it. woo Anyway, um, it's been a minute, folks. It has been a minute, but um, some things that are important that we have missed, uh, we have not been able to talk about. Uh, Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright, the trailer dropped. Anya Taylor-Joy, it looks fantastic. Nick, your thoughts? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It looks fantastic, man. If you've not seen the trailer, go check the trailer out. That comes out part of a packed-ass October, um, which this October might be one of the best, like, Octobers in, like, recent movie history. I I really can't. I I don't last time October was packed. uh Uh-huh. I can't remember the last time. That's what I'm saying. Like, October is hit or miss for movies because you don't have that many blockbusters because the blockbusters on a normal year come out primarily in the summertime. And so then you might get like one or two towards the end of the year. And usually those occupy November and December because of 
the Thanksgiving holiday, the Christmas holiday. Um, yeah. But this October, you have Dune, you have uh, Bond, you have, you know, and I, these aren't necessarily all blockbusters, but the caliber of movie that, you're, that we're talking about here. Um, you've got Last Night in Soho. You've got Halloween Kills. I mean, it just yeah. does not end in October. And I think... I think when we're talking about this, and this kind of goes with our, you know, when we're talking about anticipate, you know, anticipating movies and stuff for the summer fall, I think people should probably temper the expectations for box office sales because I don't think it's going to be fair to these movies because in a normal year, at least three of these movies probably don't even compete with each other. Yeah. It's, it's going to be weird to see, you know, how, you know, who's going to be the top dog. Yeah, because it's all it's so many different genres and like it's people have been waiting for all of these movies. Yep. And I mean to be fair, No Time to Die was supposed to release last year. Actually, it wasn't supposed to release like November of 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It got pushed back, but it got pushed back in 2019 because of something, some shooting issues. But then we thought we were gonna get it. Even even though we had the pandemic, we still thought we were gonna get it last year. And um, it didn't happen. And then they had the the shenanigans where they were talking about, was it Netflix was trying to buy uh, the movie off of MGM? Uh, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Yeah, Amazon was going to buy the movie off of MGM, which it doesn't matter now because Amazon did anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, we can't buy the movie. We'll buy the fucking studio. (laughs) Which I, that's, I didn't even, it just, it like literally hit me as I was saying it. I was like, holy shit, they did get the movie anyway. <laughs> but they got the entire franchise now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, that wasn't even supposed to be competing with the movies that they're going to be competing with. Uh, Doom was supposed to come out last year. And it also, it's, it's, it's absurd, man. Uh, the, the amount of shenanigans that are going to take place. But Last Night in Soho is probably, I would think, some aspect of Last Night in Soho is going to probably be up for some sort of award show uh, nominations. I'm not sure yet, but it just feels like it. I, I could see Anya probably getting some nomination for like Best Actress or something like that as well. Um, but we'll see. Uh, that is definitely something to, uh, to check out if you guys have not really been paying attention uh, to movies as of late in here. Uh, <laughs> Oh, another funny thing. We talked about this last episode, or maybe two episodes ago. Um, the Powerpuff Girls pilot is going to be repiloted. Um. <laughs> What's funny is, it as soon as they announced that, the actual script for it got leaked, and they made they made their entire cast go. And, you know, put out the fires and they're like, oh, we're not reshooting because the script's bad. There's just some, no, the script's bad. Everyone found out. They're like, fuck, we got to maybe do something better. The thing is, I, I highly suggest as you listen to this podcast, like when we, when I or Nick suggest to go read or look at something, I'm not saying it just for like our health. Like it's genuinely something that we find, like we think is good or shitty enough that you need to go watch it. I am not lying to you when I say you need to go find this script online if you can. I promise you. Like, it, it is. Reads, 
it reads like a 50-year-old man who thinks he's a 15-year-old boy and is very corny and has never met a teenager in his life. Oh, my God. I, now, I've got to pull up some of this shit, man. I, hold on. Hold on. They, they wanted people to be like, hey, Powerpuff Girls, they fuck. And they constantly fuck. remind you that like a dozen times <laughs> in the script. Hey, they fuck. Ah, uh, someone someone has a, a perfectly found pilot for the Google for Google Drive and everything. All right, so listen to this. All right, oh my god, I gotta find some of the the good stuff. Okay, one of the things that needs to be uh, established here also, the Powerpuff Girls in this. A lot of things have changed. So Mojo Jojo is no longer he's not a monkey. Jojo is the son of Mo, of like a, another scientist who was friends with Professor Utonium and Professor Utonium took credit for the other scientists work which ended up resulting in the Powerpuff Girls in the first place and so then now the son Jojo has like beef and he that's how that's how he becomes the villain Mojo Jojo. That's his origin story. So he's a human boy. <laughs> Nick is laughing at me while looking at me say this. <laughs> Shit is just bad, man. I did not read that part. Bro, it was part of the scene. It was part of the stage direction. I read maybe four pages and there was like half a dozen times of just like, ah, sex joke. <laughs> Uh, I like dick. There's like a, almost a line that literally just really <laughs> out, <like> dick. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! But when I watch a mo- when I watch a Powerpuff Girls show, I want to watch three teenage girls beating up a fucking monkey. All right, so, so here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm so I'm it. So it goes: Joseph Mojo Mondale's house. That's the father. <laughs> and. Joe- it says, it says, reveal Mojo watching the spectacle. The spectacle is like the Powerpuff Girls like doing something heroic. He's watching the spectacle on television in his dim, depressing den. He glares, sick with envy. So, <laughs> Dr. Joseph Mojo Mondale was not so delighted with the Powerpuff Girls. He resented their celebrity, especially since he helped Drake discover Chemical X. The, mut- the mutagenic substance that gave the girls their powers. But Drake wrapped up in... Drake is the first name of Professor, Professor Utonium. Oh, I thought they were like, fuck overthrowing Drake. Dude, Drake is fucking Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Come on, man. It's got OVO encrusted in the top. <laughs> um, but Drake, wrapped up in the limelight, seemed to have forgotten about their decade-long partnership. So that's the backstory for that. So anyway, all right, here we go. Townsville Airport, curb, Uber pickup. Here she- <laughs> Someone goes, Bubbles goes, no, I'm making a tasteful doc about my comeback slash solo career, which starts with capturing our reunion. Which is kind of a big D, instead of just saying deal. Come on, man! Like, come on. It's a big D. Oh my God! Uh, apparently, Bubble still has pigtails in this, which uh, is certainly to probably get 
the horny masses up in in arms. Um, anyway, Mojo's son is now the mayor, which fucks up everything because the mayor was a cool part of the original. The mayor's pop- assistant was like half the show. Yes. <laughs> They took away the chance of just casting some funny short guy and some six foot four beautiful woman. I fucking CW. There's a mem- there's a mention in here about Professor Utonium having sex, and it's just absurd, man. Yeah, Professor Utonium fucks. <laughs> Bubbles fucks. <laughs> That's the entire show was them just reminding us that. These women fuck. Like, what What in the hell? Halfway through production, they're gonna be like, shit, is that a bang bus? <laughs> <laughs> this shit is just absurd, Are we man. A TV show? It, this is a very small nitpick I have for it. But, like, it still bugged me. Like, they were all born at the same time. So, you know, they should be triplets. Not look alike, but, like, be the same age. Yeah, they could cast, like, some 30-year-old woman and then a 20-year-old woman. Bye. And then, like, a 24-year-old or something woman. Like, I don't think they even paid attention to, like, 90% of the details while they were making this shit. Like, someone's kid was just watching Powerpuff Girls, and they're like, what if they fucked? <laughs> Alright, so this is, listen to some of this dialogue. I don't know, I guess something's happening, and Bubbles and them are having, like, conversation. Blossom, you were always the one who said we should help people no matter what, remember? You had the biggest, bravest heart of all three of us. That's why you were the leader. Blossom, I was a leader because Dad said so. Buttercup, that's not true. I was designed to be in charge, but your annoying type A ass claimed that role. And you owned it. Bubbles, guys, I know everyone here rejected us for semi-misogynistic reasons, but Townsville is our home, and it's getting destroyed. We have to save it. And Dad, this is our chance to show them that they were wrong about us. Buttercup says, look, I hate this town. I'm 50-50 on Drake, but I've got a hard-on for mayhem that won't go down. I'm in. Blossom says, no, I've done too much work in therapy to go there. I'm a grown woman now. I have degrees and a boyfriend and furniture from West Elm. I'm not a powerful girl. Hey, Mo. Hey, man. I can't, man. It's a middle-aged man, isn't it? (laughs) I've got furniture from West Elm. Like, what? To be fair, West Elm furniture is exquisite. I got some West Elm furniture. (laughs) Like, throw that in like it's a big deal. Like, I broke through therapy. I have a boyfriend. I have expensive furniture. Oh my god, man. I I really implore everyone to go read that shit, man, when you get a chance. You can literally just Google it and then like Reddit will um Reddit will direct you in the way that you should uh the way that you should go, man. There's like a um <laughs> uh there's like a, a, a PD a Google Drive file for it. But anyway, they had to re CW basically said that they were like repiloting it and let's just be real, it was that bad. The internet absolutely for like three days just shut on it, man. Like people who weren't even like interested in the show were like, holy fuck, this is bad. Um Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven for that upcoming solo film for Sony. Um, good for him. 
He uh, struck out as Batman recently. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, and I, I think this is a good look for him. What you think? Uh, I didn't even know there was going to be a Craven movie. So, like, when he got cast, I was like, man, how many fucking people are going to be in Spider-Man? <laughs> and then it's like, no, solo movie. I'm like, there's a fucking solo movie? So, I mean, it's cool. He's probably going to do good because he, he's a great actor. But it, it's just... It's just building to the confusion of what the fuck Sony and Spider-Man and MCU are. Because you just cast someone who was in the MCU in a non-MCU movie that they claim to be part of the MCU universe, but at the same time isn't? Yeah, I, I, the world may never know. Just cast another Spider-Man and just put a new label on it. But that would, seem, that would be too logical. They probably want to do that, but, like, Marvel and Tom Holland is like, but money. <laughs> the thing is, Sony should concede all that shit to Marvel and just let Marvel have it at this point, man. Because... Yeah, that's the thing. Because there's now, there's a stain on the Sony-verse because people just shout on the Amazing Spider-Man and Venom that it's not, they're not going to do well, like... Mobius, Venom Two, now this Craven movie—it's not—they're not gonna do well. They're not. They're not part of Marvel. And Mar and and no and at this point now, I don't know why, but everyone has this conceived notion that Marvel is the only is the only place that knows how to handle Spider-Man, and so because of that, like you said, the most important aspect of a, a Spider-Man-centric franchise, Spider-Man himself, he's the the character as it's currently constructed. In movies and stuff like that, the most likable version, I should say, is owned by Marvel right now. And so anything else that comes from that that doesn't tie into that iteration of it is just going to get panned. They should just, they should honestly just, they would be better served selling the rights completely, the film rights back to Marvel and just taking that cash and doing something else with it. Just give it up. Yes. Because what's also confusing is about the next Spider-Man movie, you know, Alfred Merlina being in it. There's a rumor Willem Dafoe's in it. Yep. But they're like, oh, but they're not the OG versions. Of themselves. They're, they're these new versions. And it's like... What does that even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> and now this whole Sony shit, it's like they... You'd think they would just, after... Over a decade of being successful, they would get in a room and they just talk it over. But no, they're just like, let's do this. Okay. Fucking Kevin Feige's tight hat doesn't let him think straight for some reason. <laughs> I can't wait. What's going to happen is, was it No Way Home? Is that what it's called? No Way I'm Watching, yeah. <laughs> no Way Home is going to be so commercially uh, well-received. And Disney's going to then we walk right back into that negotiating room. And say, you can't give us, you gotta give us it now. And then Sony's gonna be like, fuck, man. Every movie that comes out with Tom Holland, Spider-Man in it, just digs the hole deeper and deeper for Sony to climb out of when they eventually try and reboot with another Spider-Man. Everyone. It's gonna, it's just, it is, it's only making it worse for them. They better sell high while they can, oh, while the price is I, low. I'm gonna absolutely hate when I'm in my 40s. And they reboot Spider-Man, and I see some fucking kid on the internet. Where's Iron Man? Yep, that's exactly what's gonna happen. I'm. I'm it's. That's probably. I'm not gonna say what I would do, but we're we're losing recipes. We we are losing recipes. 
Um, oh, very important. Also, real quick. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, is now owned by... Warner Brothers Pictures, basically, um, is now owned by Discovery. So, that happened. How much fucking money could Discovery have? I don't know, bro. Um, they merged. And the new proposed name for Warner Brothers is Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, for the merged companies. It's a stupid name, but, uh... I don't really know how to feel about it yet. I don't really think that there's any significant information that really can kind of tell the direction. Uh, Jason Kalar, uh, the guy who was, like, touted as a messiah on, like, the other side of things for, like, those folks. You know, those folks that we won't mention on this podcast anymore. But anyway, he was, like, a messiah to them. He got... He got uh, fired. They cut his ass right out the moment that they merged. So he's out of a job. And uh, I am not really one to, like, clown on folks for getting fired unless, like, I feel like they absolutely deserve that shit. Um, But I find it funny that he went out on, on record and said that HBO Max was... Um was a necessity. He basically supported HBO Max, which kind of did exactly what happened to him. Um, HBO Max happened, and it basically fucked a lot of studios, uh, a lot of movie theaters, um, people that have jobs and stuff like that. It, it, it had a negative impact on the movie-making industry as a whole, right? And it cost a lot of people jobs, and we we told people that we said it in a previous podcast. We have did we said that on two on multiple previous on multiple previous podcasts about this exact this exact thing happening. And now he felt the same way that those other people that he did not feel any sort of remorse for. And Karma's a bitch, but he also has millions of dollars to go home to, so he's probably not that up in arms. They bought him out, if I'm not mistaken. That was the actual. Financial ramifications yeah, of it all. Get him out of there. Yeah, they bought him like eight. They, I think they bought out his contract for like eight million dollars or something like that. Which, if you're gonna fire me and send me home eight million dollars, I'll take that every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I could get that right now. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Jonathan Majors is gonna be squaring off against Michael B. Jordan in Creed Three, which is also Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken. That's going to be yeah. fucking awesome. Um, there's rumors that... Uh, no, that was a different movie. Never mind. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so we had that going. Um, uh, we got that Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Danny Newton movie. Um, Reminiscence. Uh, it's by Lisa Joy. Looks pretty good. I'm going to go check that out when it comes out. Speaking of Lisa Joy, on her Instagram, she just recently announced that they're starting Westworld Season 4. Banger. Thank you for that. I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah, she just, like, an hour ago. Oh, okay, shit. Okay, so sweet. Sweet. Uh, Also, uh, what else we got here? Um, uh, Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan are going to be playing, and she said it's a a pick uh, telling the story, the -the behind-the-scenes story of how the two New York Times reporters broke the bombshell. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. 
uh, sexual misconduct r- report that kind of like shook up everything in the industry. Um, what else we got going on here? Uh, live action Cowboy Bebop adaptation is going to be scored by the guy who scored the actual animated series. Going to be banging. Um, the cast actually does not look that bad. The guy that's playing Spike um, looks pretty good uh, as as Spike. So like, I don't hate it, but I wouldn't have mind if someone younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, it's for sure. It's going to be weird to see. Because the show, it's a guy in his 20s. Yeah. And now it's going to be a guy in his like, late 40s as a chain smoker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what else we got going on here? Oh, Ratchet and Clank, PS5. It's out. Uh, shout out John. Shout out Church. They've been grinding hard playing it. Said it's really good. Um, so if you got the PS5, please go check that out. I know I will. Um, it's going to be a banger. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for PS5 is going to be announced and launched this Friday, uh, June 11th. Um, it's basically a next-gen upgrade. It's going to be free. We got a Harry Potter. Well, I said Harry Potter. Um, Harry Melling, who played uh, uh, Dudley Dursley in Harry Potter. He's going to be playing in a movie um, with, Christian, with Christian Bale. Um, he's going to play er- Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Christian, Christian Bale is going to be a detective in the movie, and that shit sounds like it's going to be fire. Um, can't wait for that. Um, it's crazy to believe, and I think, Nick, you might have said this, or was it Church? Someone said this, but Harry, Harry, uh, Harry Mellon's character was the one that was boning Anya Taylor-Joy in, uh... Well, that was Church, yeah. Yeah, man. In, uh, Queen's Gambit, man. Tough scenes for you guys. It's such an unrealistic show. <laughs> um, for the the people that truly care, um, Aquaman 2, baby. Your boy, we got that title. Uh, it's going to be called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. James Wan announced it himself on his IG. Um, that is officially the title. Uh, shooting starts in July. Um, that shit's going to be Fuego! You know we're going we gonna to keep you updated with everything that comes through the door about that. Um, Casting's coming soon for that. Yes, it's going to be hitting hard soon. So, that's going to be fire. I mean, that's... Oh, yes, we got to talk about this. Um, a lot of game... Con- uh, a lot of gaming um, conferences and reveals and stuff like that. Halo Infinite's going to be coming out. Looks like a banger. I, myself... I'm going to get an Xbox now just for Halo Infinite, the multiplayer specifically. Um, I'm going to feel like uh, I am back in, what is it, middle school? Yeah, middle school all over again. Playing Halo, like multiplayer. So uh, I cannot wait. I've never had an Xbox before, but that's about to change. Square Enix uh, announced that they're going to have a Guardians of the Galaxy game. And uh, I need to, I need you guys to understand, that shit looks horrible. It looks bad. You can only play a Star-Lord. I mean, what what's the fucking point? Guardians of the Galaxy game, man, and you can only play a Star-Lord. Like, what what is the fucking purpose? Yeah, like... We've gone to a point of technology in video games where we can switch characters easily, like seamlessly. So them just doing that, that's just showing they're lazy. Lazy as hell! 
And what makes it la- what makes it even lazier is the fact that this is the same studio that made that Avengers game that sucked dick. But like you made that, and you were able to switch between characters. But now all of a sudden you have another uh, another um, team based video game. a team based video game, and all of a sudden you can only play as one character. What like? Eat my dick, like, <laughs> like what? I, I think Square Enix just needs to stick to like the artistic, you know, graphic-based video games, and just stick away from like big things for a while. It just doesn't make sense, like narratively. That doesn't make sense. Like someone, like, what is the reason? Like that is as if they had two different teams. Like, all right, you're gonna, you you guys are gonna make every single player playable. You fucks just make Star Lord. <laughs> Like, I just, it just doesn't make sense. And my thing is this, if anything, the the Guardians of the Galaxy game would be way cooler to manipulate as a team because, like, there's not an OP character in that group, really. Yeah. I mean, you've got Thor and Hulk in that game. Like, what? <laughs> like, I, think I think they saw, like, the material and they're like, these characters are boring. I don't really want to build anything off of more than one. I just... Like, I, I don't really know, man. <laughs> Marvel Marvel needs to reach out to like the Rocksteadies. And Insomniac. And Insomniac. Because them going to Square Enix is just and then not changing. It's just lazy. Like they've gone to, to all the lazy studios to make video games. Insomniac should be making every bit of Marvel products right now. Like every Marvel video game that comes through. Yeah, make your own little universe, just like Warner Brothers and Rocksteady are. Yeah, man. Every 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 Marvel video game idea that comes through the pipeline should go straight to Insomniac. They should have a, a, a first they should have a first look deal with that, man. Like there's no reason why like they're going to Square Enix to make video games like this, man. Not when you have one of one of the best one of the best video games in in like years. And if you were to rank top fifteen video games over the last like ten years, I, I can't. I cannot find it in myself to not put that Spider-Man, that the yeah. the first Spider-Man one in, in there. Like, I, there's no way I could. There's no way I could. I can exclude that from that list. That's how good that game was. And that's not even because we're comic book fans. It just was that good. Like, that. They the, the, to start making more solo games. That, like, that's my issue. Is you? What's up with team games? Well, yes. So. Marvel has a capacity to do very much a Thor game. I mean, you already have the blueprint. It's God of War, basically. Yeah. I mean, come on. They, they could do a Thor game. They could do a Fire Iron Man game using the same, you know, free, you know, open world system as uh, Spider-Man set in the same city because it's New York. I just... I, I, They've done Hulk games, but that was before they knew how to make actual, like, stories for video games. Yeah, I know, right? And he would just run around smashing. I just, I don't know. Captain America would also be a really good game, man. There's so much they can do, man. They're, 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 they're just ham-fisting this shit into Square Enix, and they, they keep dropping the ball. The games suck. Like, even the people that play them said they suck, and they're only playing them because they're Marvel fanboys. They literally said that. That was, like, the, that was everyone's rationale. Is, I only get it because I'm like, a Marvel fanboy. Like, a month after it came out, it was already $30. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like they, they announced like the big like, oh, this is this is what we're gonna do with DLC in the future, and everyone's like, we don't care. I just I don't know, man. I I, I hate seeing like wasted talent, like good ideas being wasted like this. It's just it's just bad, bad for it all. Uh, our last thing, we just want to wrap this up for our entertainment news. Uh, this came in the pipeline today, and I, I just really need to discuss this because I think it's really funny. Um, the team behind the Harley Quinn animated series, which is on HBO Max, um, they were asked by DC to remove a scene from the upcoming third season depicting Batman giving Harley Quinn oral sex. And so naturally, if anything, you know the internet went all the way left with the discourse about this. And, oh, man, like, it just, the memes were through the roof. Someone says, Batman doesn't eat coochie? <laughs> people were in the comments were like, uh, <laughs> people were in the comments like, what kind of show did they think we, we were watching? Or is this protecting Batman's character? And someone says, if anything, this hurts Batman's character. He doesn't go down on chicks? Not my hero. Which, I agree! I can't get behind that. Um, it's just, I, I can't get behind that. Um, Let Batman eat ass. <laughs> the funniest thing is this. The issue that I have with this, right, is Batman and Catwoman have been romantically involved numerous times in comics. It's canon, too. So, like, the idea that all of a sudden they're, like, off limits from each other is absurd to me. No, my issue with it is this. Did they forget that the Killing Joke movie just happened? Yes, that part, too. Barbara Gordon, and Barbara Gordon was, like, 19, and that Bruce was, like, 45. Yeah, they let that fly, but they won't let Batman just eat some pussy. I think some Warner Brothers executive is a selfish lover. He probably is. I mean, you imagine he's probably some old white guy, right? His wife probably is fucking a younger man. Unbeknownst to that guy. He doesn't know what's going on. He is a selfish lover. He's probably been a selfish lover for as, as long as he made this ascension up into, you know, the the higher ups of, you know entertainment industry and stuff like that. He doesn't care about his wife now. His wife's 45 and she is probably getting railed by their pool boy. <laughs> this is a porn scene. But to that point, you're right. It, it, it all meshes together. This is clearly the work of someone who's a selfish lover. I, I just don't understand the idea. Again, my issue with it is Batman and, and, and Catwoman are romantically involved so much over the years in these comics. And if your idea is you can't sell toys because of that, how do you not sell toys but you write, you write comics based on this? What do you think the kids are doing with those toys? They're putting them in positions where they're fucking. <laughs> exactly! Kids are nasty like that. Let's be real here. And even if they're, they're, they're saying that they're kissing and stuff like that, Let's be... Come on, man. Cut the shit. Oh, like, yeah. No. I I say let's start a position where we let Batman eat pussy. Let this man... Let this man eat that box. He gotta eat that box. Let them eat. 
<laughs> that man is eating that box, and that's okay because my my favorite superhero, he knows what the he knows how to handle his shit in and out the bedroom. Let my man be great. I'm sending in a letter. I'm sending a letter. Let Batman eat that I'm box. I'm tweet at Matt Reeves. I'm gonna <laughs> ask him to put it in a <laughs> I'm about to do that right now for my own podcast. It's a wow. Robert Pattinson going down. Okay, let's let's make the Batfleck movie just so we can have that scene. <laughs> just that scene too. It's twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> um, I just, this is absurd to me. It's just absurd to me, man. Like, I'm baffled, truly baffled. Got my man going all sad like this. The internet's laughing at him already, man. Like, this is not okay. Stop defaming my man's name. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, guys, we finally got to get back to the theaters. Go visit your local theaters, man. There are movies coming out. Fast and Furious. Um, that was not saying go see Fast and Furious. Yeah, but, the, but the movies themselves are coming out Fast and Furious. Um, I do not endorse you to go see that. If you want to, that's your choice. I could not do it. Um, it's just too ridiculous at this point. Uh, but anyway, uh, I had the luxury of getting to see uh, two of the more notable movies that came out over the last you know, month or so, um, A Quiet Place 2 and Cruella. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, uh, A Quiet Place 2 was, my, was the one I liked a little bit more out of the two, um, simply because I am a sucker for the horror, the thriller type shit, and the world building that they've done so far in uh, A Quiet Place 2 is just... Man, it's phenomenal. Uh, but, you know, here's my, my little bit of a review for it. Um, a Quiet Place 2 is actually, I consider it better than the original. Um, or the, I say the original, the first one. Um, largely because, I mean, everything is better. Uh, the sound design, um, the, the emotional beats are better. The writing is better. The dialogue is better. Uh, the anxiety... Um, scary, you know, the scenes that are supposed to have you on the edge of your seat and you're not really sure what's going on um, or what's going to happen, they're better. Everything is better about the movie. Um, the characters are more, are more developed. Uh, it After watching this movie, it became more apparent to me that uh, John Krasinski's character, the, the father in this, he was really just an accessory and it's clear that the, the story was always geared towards Emily Blunt and the kids and uh it works that way and it works out so much better i don't know how this i don't know how i would like this movie if you had his character there you know what i'm saying like it just i like it as it is it's really good and then the introduction of a couple new characters this time around um like i said the 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 world building and the things that they hinted at in in a quiet place too um, to kind of give you perspective of kind of like what's going on, kind of how this started, um, the opening scene. Oh my God, it's 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 incredible. Good stuff, man. Go check that out ASAP. I think it just surpassed a hundred million at the box office. So, Nick, have you seen it? 
No, I haven't been able to see it yet. But I did see Cruella. Yes, sir. Thoughts on the Cruella? Cruella was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yep. And I, I think most of it is geared towards uh, Emma Stone being Cruella. Yep. I feel like if she wasn't, if it wasn't her, the same energy wouldn't be there. Like, she carried that movie. And it does kind of somewhat change your perspective of, like, the character itself. Because now you're, you're kind of thinking, like, shit, does she actually kill the dogs in the future? So, like, I don't really see her as a villain now. And I actually, I'm glad there's going to be a sequel because I want to see more of, like, what they can do. Because, like, it was actually a really good heist movie. Yeah. I think we all talked about that. I sell it as. I, I think we all talked about that. It was a heist movie, man. The entire movie was a heist on multiple occasions. It just jumped from heist to heist to heist. And the plot twist was actually pretty good, which rarely ever happens in a Disney movie. Yes, I agree. And I wasn't expecting that. I was waiting for... I was waiting for it to be that um, the Baroness killed her actual mom when she found out she found out the secret of why that, um, why the, you know, why that was so, uh, why the necklace, um, was so important, and she killed her mom because of that, and just took the necklace, because she was just a selfish individual. Not what actually happening, and you yeah. find out that the Baroness is her mom, and she took the necklace from her. Husband and man, it's just it, it's it's a really well written story. I have that is the like biggest it's a really thing. Really good origin. Yes, no, hundred percent. And everything was layered so nicely. Nothing was revealed too early, too late. Um, I enjoyed it, man. The music in that movie was absurdly good. Um, the fashion and the costume design. That one I could I could very well see that being a uh, a contender for a costume design later on this year, like yeah. the dresses and stuff. Man, that's absurd shit. I mean, that's I mean, isn't that that's like what every costume designer you know dreams of? You literally just get to throw shit together and like yeah, okay, it's used for a movie, doing it. huh? They have to make a movie of just throwing shit together. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's what like a what it's like a 15 minute like span in the movie. Where it's constantly uh, Cruella's character just one-upping the Baroness's character in just different fits and outfits yeah. and, and dresses and shit. It was cool as hell. Cool as hell. Um, it was a good movie, man. I, I enjoyed both of them. Like you said, I don't. I think we all really thought that it was going to be like some like jocker type type stuff, and it really wasn't that. Like you you felt sorry for Cruella. And, um, she made some offhanded jokes about skinning the dog, the Dalmatians alive, which you gotta think that that's where they go in the next one. But, like, I also don't think that they do that because they made her too endearing of a character in this movie. They, you know what I'm saying? They, they lightened up on... That she can make the... It can make, you know, clothing and not out of a dog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think what they're going to do is, I think that they are going to probably lean towards 
the fashion side of things. So then you can keep the two guys, Jasper and whatever his name is. You can keep those two guys there and still have them have value as supporting characters for the comedic relief element. But then you also keep the idea that she is this more endearing character. She's not just this almost, I guess, basically bitch like she was in, you know, the Dalmatians movies. She's a little cruel with how she treats people. That's really, that's hence the name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, I don't think she's necessarily, they they did a good job of not trying to make her out this outright villain. Villain. Um, yeah. And I think that that's why it allows itself to where you can have a second movie that people will be like, you know what, I actually want to see this. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a thin line, but I think they walked it perfectly in their in this one. I don't really see why they couldn't walk it perfectly in another one. Now that they've got a little chemistry, they got kind of like a uh, a roadmap, if you must. It should be it, it should turn out just fine. So. I'm excited about that. Um, with that being said, we're talking about movies here. Um, summer, fall, movie anticipation list. Where are you? What are what are your what are your three or five most anticipated movies for the back half of this year, sir? Uh, I'd say first is probably Halloween Kills. Yes. Well, that's not my first. That's my second. But yes. Then probably Dune is my second. So we just we just flip flop those. I I I'd have to I'd have to quickly check the list, but uh, from what I can remember, oh Green Knight. Green Knight's coming out in July, isn't it? Oh well, I mean that's still summer, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, Green Knight. I'm I've been looking towards that. So yeah, that, that's my top three. Uh, so, y'all know, obviously, uh, Dune is most assuredly, um, is most assuredly gonna be my, uh, my number one here. Um, I've got Halloween Kills number two, um, that is a banger, man. I know it's gonna be fire. Uh, I've been waiting on this for a very long time. Um, I still am waiting on this official trailer for this movie. I'm, I'm almost kind of three and a half months away. Yeah, man. Like why? Like, I just want that trailer, you know, cause like the, the, the trailer for Halloween, um, 2018 was incredible and it did everything it was supposed to. It gave us the iconic shot of him, um, of Michael going into the truck after he had that absurd kill in the bathroom at the rest stop. Um, but it shows him going into the, the trunk and putting on the mask. It gave us that. Like, we need we need another trailer. The, the way that they do, uh, the way that they've done this, the, the Halloween movies with, you know, I guess in the scope of, um, what Blumhouse has done with uh, these movies, they did such a good job, man, of getting the mystique back in Michael Myers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's he's terrifying again. You know, like he's got that bitch. I'm I'm just I'm lurking, like almost to the point where like 
I could look outside right now this window and is that what is that standing in the street type of vibe? You know what I'm saying? Like he gave he, he they brought that that mystique back with him. And um I think the trailer man, those trailers it just it just was perfect. So I'm really looking forward to that if we can get it. Um uh I'm gonna put uh Green Knight in my top five. I'm not gonna put it three. Um number three for me is gonna be last night in Soho. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh that trailer had me geeked up. Geeked up, geeked up. Um, Candyman is going to be in my top five as well. I've been I've been waiting for that for a long time. Um, Nia De Costa, Yaya, my man just got an Emmy for Watchmen. He's his he's in his bag. He's got Black Manta coming up, obviously again. Um, he's going to be shooting that again uh, for Aquaman two, and No Time to Die is going to round out my top five. Um, it's the twenty fifth movie in the Bond franchise. Um, this is the last time we'll ever get to see Daniel Craig as Bond, and, uh, that cast is loaded. I am ready for that, man. I need it. I want it. But most importantly, again, I need it. Like, need that. So, um, I would, if my, if I'd have an honorable mention, I'm gonna go, uh, Fridge Dispatch, which also comes out in October. Just absurd, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, it just never stops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fridge Dispatch, uh, that cast is loaded, Wes Anderson, he's a weird motherfucker, but I like his movies, man, such a, such a weird guy, um, he's, 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 he's talented, but he's a weird dude, so, those are my movies, um, you guys kind of share a couple of the ones that you guys thought were, uh, really dope, so, um, we got a, we got a a long fall, and a long fall, and, and I guess a long summer still ahead of us to, enjoy these movies so let's let's enjoy them together and see kind of where things take us um moving on uh like i said i was going to get into this conversation because i feel like it needed to be had uh we were talking about summer fall since we are now in full-on summer mode basically we gotta talk folks let's talk about some summer hygiene some do's don'ts things that you do things that you know people do that you don't like um, I just, it really irks me, man. We're in the hottest time of the year. So like body odor is just like so omnipresent, man. And folks are just doing like gross shit. Nick, what's like a big pet peeve of yours during the summertime? Like, like summer hygiene that just like really grinds your gears about folks. I, I think it's just the lack of deodorant. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like people, was- you should go heavier in the summertime. You sweat more naturally. Just walking outside, you sweat more. Cause, cause like I, I mean, I live like right off Hollywood Boulevard, so I want to go like to Target or something. I got to walk through crowds, and these are all tourists, and I'm just like, y'all aren't from California, and I can tell because you're not used to this heat. Yeah. <laughs> cause they're all sweating. Yeah, man. Put the odorant on, man. I think one of my biggest gripe, my one of my biggest gripes, is. Folks not shaving their underarm hair in the summertime. And I have an issue with that simply for the fact that all that builds up under there is dirt, sweat, right? Nothing else. It just sits there. It just sits there in hair. It's why people wash their hair, right? You wash your hair because you sweat. You It gets greasy. All that shit. And you wash your hair on your head. 
But like you won't and you cut your hair and stuff like that, but you won't do the same for your underarm hair. When in fact it does the exact same thing. It gets greasy, dirty, hit, just sweat just sits in it. Cut that shit. That's where the smell's coming from. It doesn't make sense. I have a, I have a problem with that. And I said this uh, I said this on Snapchat like a couple of days ago, but like I don't care like what your like gender preferences are, what type of message you're trying to send to society about gender norms and all that shit. I don't care what you identify as, like you shouldn't stink. That's not okay. And even if you're, you know, you're vegan and you don't feel like using you don't use like the, the mainstream products, use vegan deodorant. Something, anything. I hate that. I also hate stinky feet in the summertime. Like when people like wearing like flip flops and shit, clean those feet, clean them. Like yeah, I'm dreading the first time I go to the beach. Or like when like you see people wearing flip flops and then like you see their foot like raise up, and then like their foot is like black. Like why is that? That is a problem. I've never for understood me. that. I've seen people's feet and I'm just like, do you bathe? Yes. You're, <laughs> do you put bags on your feet or something when you're you in the shower? <laughs> Your feet should not be that dirty, man. And like, no one can like, sit there and tell me feet, it's like, it's no. not because your your sandal or whatever it is is worn. It's because your feet are dirty. If you have a brown imprint on your shoe or on your feet from your shoe, it's not your foot. That's sweat and dirt. Bad, just bad, man. Like Americans, we're awful, man. Just bad people in that regard. Just shitty, just shitty practices. I hate that. Because everyone wants to be natural or some shit, and apparently being natural means being a barbarian. The two don't conflate, though. That's the funny thing. It's like... <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry, I don't shave and bathe. I'm natural. Like, no, you're disgusting. Yeah, like... <laughs> you can be natural and still smell good, man. Like, it doesn't... Like, it doesn't have to... It doesn't have to be like that. Like, it just doesn't. I just... Ah, oh, man. It grinds my gears, man. And then, you know... Everything is opening back up, right? So you like going to bars and clubs and, you know, women wearing dresses and you got odors admitting from like that area for them and come, it just, no, no, be better folks, be better, man. I want y'all to be better. Clean, take care of yourselves, man. Damn it. Gosh. That shit just, it just really, I just had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. I am sorry, folks. Um, with that being said, guys, um, like I said, we got a new little, another little segment that we're trying to do. Um, we'll take some, some questions from the audience. Anyone, any who, anywhere can send us a question. Uh, we'll try to answer it to the best of our ability, um, in the next episode, um, that we do. So, uh. Uh, one question that we got, um, and I think this is actually a really good question from one of our dedicated uh, listeners. Uh, shout out my boy Arnez. Um, he asks this. He goes, not that we are already in the back in my day phase, but I truly believe we are past the prime of original creativity and entertainment media, music, games, movies. All we see is samples, remakes, and sequels respectively. That's probably all we're going to get until Jesus has come back. Or Jesus comes back. And he asks us if we agree or disagree. And I think it's a really good question. 
And I think Nick and I, we've kind of spoke on this in a lot of different facets in a lot of different ways um, before and just in our own personal, you know, conversations. And if I'm not mistaken, Nick, you feel free to disagree if, you know, if you disagree. But I think that, like, we we pretty much agreed at, at, with, with yeah, that with the statement. I, I think the, I think it's it's correct. Is I think largely, largely, not necessarily completely, but we both kind of said that we have we have reached the point where creativity has been like pushed away to the side in in favor of proven commodities. And re trying to like put different types of makeup on proven commodities, if you must. Yeah, because everything, because everything you know, Star Wars got you know its new trilogy and that started up everything, but those are all adaptions. Everything is just an adaption of something that's already been made. Yep. Everything's a sequel, a remake, a retooling, a reimagining. A, a TV show of a movie, or a movie from a TV show. There's hardly, I would say, what, what's the only original movie that's coming out this year? Like French Dispatch. It's last night in Soho. Last night in Soho. And those are movies that are gonna probably be the most unique. Yep. Uh, Green Knight. And that's the thing. Studios, studios don't really want unique because it's risky. For listeners, quotation marks, because and they don't want to risk that it doesn't make a lot of money. They want to make money, like you said, things that are proven. Yep. You know, superhero movies always make money, even if they're terrible. They make money. Yep. I mean, you're we. I mean, shit. Like a movie that we've talked about and we talked about failing in here so many times, man. It's still in its worst. Was like seven hundred seven hundred million dollars. That's not, I mean, yes, it might not have been a billion, but $700 million on like a $150, $175 million budget? You, you're going to go back home with what, you're going to go on with some, some change to go make something else with and flip, you know? I think that this is, this is I think this is where I, st- I say that there's still a chance for stuff. Like you said, you got the Fridge Dispatch, um, things like Last Night in Solo, uh, so, I said Solo, in Soho. Um, there's so many, I think the the issue is, and the problem that we're having is we do not have enough people in the world that are willing to branch out and actually attack the things that they have thought about doing. You know what I'm saying? I, there, there are a lot of people who have creative ideas, right? But for whatever reason, whether it's the market or, um, you know, their support system, whatever, they have been, they have not been empowered enough to explore their creative side. And so what happens is, I would, I would even take a guess that. The directors in Hollywood, right, for movies. We'll use movies as an example here. And this permeates the video games, I, I, I assume, too. Although I think video games gives you a little bit more creative freedom. There's a lot more creative video games than there are movies. Today. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah. 
I mean, even down to, like, the, uh, you know, to the nuances of the games themselves, I think they are still more creative in total than, than what movies have to offer. But I think, largely speaking, as box office uh, returns have, like, dominated, completely dominated what people are doing now, man, um, and filmmaking as a whole... You just don't get the same level of care, man, for some of these movies. I mean, and shit, we can even be real. Let's be, let's be honest. Blockbusters, for example. They don't even get the care that they used to get. No, they, they want to curate blockbusters to make the most money possible. I mean, blockbusters See, now blockbusters, do not pop the same as blockbusters 15, 20 years ago. Because you always, you always, after a movie comes out, you hear the director or writer saying, oh, I wanted to do a scene like this, but the studio didn't. And it'd be like, man, if they did the scene like this, it'd be really cool and unique. Yep. But, you know, there's a fraction, for every person that thinks that, there's probably 10,000 that think, well, no, I wouldn't have liked that. And the studio thinks like that, they're like, oh, we're going to go with the 10,000 that wouldn't have liked it, and we're going to change that. Yep. To accommodate them. Yeah. They accommodate the masses. They accommodate the general audience, and not and not the creatives. And I think that that's I think that that's 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 a that's a product of our society as a whole, though, right? Um, I mean, because we can switch the gears and we can go to video games, right? So video games, like like we we both agreed on, I think there is definitely some more creative wiggle room there. Um, yeah. But I think also with video games, you have to have a complete studio behind you for you to like completely reinvent something in video games now. Everyone has to be all in on the vision. Because if not, it's going to show in the final product. Yeah, it gets messy. It gets it's just going to get messy. Everyone's got to be locked in on the same vision and they've got to have the same level of passion for this project, especially in some of these smaller studios that are popping out these games. And I think that video game crafting is it lends itself still to a little bit more of a passion-based project than it, than movie making is, where movie making is assembly line now for so much of it, man. And and also what the thing is like when you try to convey like what's going through your head in a movie, not everyone's gonna understand it. Yep. So if they don't understand what you're trying to say, they won't understand the movie. Whereas in a video game. When you try to convey a thought or, you know, an emotion, you're playing in it. Yep. You're feeling it. Yep. So that's why a video game hits harder, you know, when it comes to creativity. Yep. I agree. I, I, I think that I think that I think that's a, that's a true point. I laugh. I mean, we're talking about creativity, right? And I bring up this point all the time when I talk about why video games have, I wouldn't say taken a back seat, but why video games they haven't maximized their full potential, right? So, sports games. Sports games are my, my my biggest gripe with video games, honestly. Because most sports games, they don't they don't evolve from year to year, man. And the fans and the players of these games, they've just accepted rehashing and new rosters as the acceptable baseline for things to tolerate from these move from these games, man. And so what's happened is you go seven, eight years, and shit like Madden does not change, not a single bit. 
Nothing changes except for the graphics, maybe. And uh, or they've now got a a heavier focus on online play and uh, ultimate stuff like the ultimate teams and things like that. And the only reason they have a heavier focus on that is because there's microtransactions. So then they can make more money off of you. And, and same with, like, uh, the Call of Duty. Yes! <laughs> it's been literally the same game for, like, a decade, yet it's the most played game. And it, they just hit you with the battle passes. People like that it's the same. I remember, like, it, Advanced Warfare. I don't like it, but at least they tried to do something yep. to make it different. Yep. And everyone fucking hated it. Yep. So they're like, all right, back to square one. How we've been for the last decade. And that's why, you know, you don't get a unique shooter in video games. Because people don't like difference. People don't like change. And then that goes back to movies. People don't like you trying to introduce a new idea in a movie. You know, try to make you see something differently. Yeah, a new character archetype. They hate that shit, man. They hate it. People hate that idea, man. And, and then uh, and the funny thing is they'll, they'll hate the idea of that. And then sit there and complain, like, man, like... What's all the creativity? Like, you, okay, you just watched 25 Marvel movies, and you're bitching that they're all getting boring, <laughs> but you're going to watch the next 25 Marvel movies for the next decade. And I think that that is such a... That's a perfect example. And it, it honestly... it may, In a way, it really encapsulates why we say what we say about Marvel movies specifically. I mean, comic book movies as a whole, but largely just the Marvel movies, man. Because, like... For example, right, the Eternals trailer dropped in our hiatus, really, right? And it looked like shit, right? Yeah. Everyone was like, holy hell, this shit looks amazing. You can tell that they didn't shoot this at a green screen. And we were like, 25 movies in, this is what you guys now realize. That like but you don't have to use green screen to shoot to make a movie. Like <laughs> Like those are legitimate compliments that were being handed out for the Eternals trailer. Please was not use too much CGI. Like wow, like they, they shot. Look at look at this. It looks so natural. That's because it is bastard. That's how movies were shot for years. Years. What is that? It's called sunlight. Something you don't see. I want people to understand. One of the best movies of all time. It's it's got an Oscar and everything. It's four hours as long as fuck. I love it. But it is truly a masterclass of a movie. Lawrence of Arabia. That entire movie. And when you look at that movie and you look at the shots in that movie, that every single shot in that movie that you see is shot on location. It is natural. That is a real shot. It is not doctored by CGI or anything. The only singular shot in that movie that was not shot on location was one of the shots, and they're looking up, at, and it's like a shot of the sun, and it's because they didn't want to look up uh, the what they were shooting on. The film that they were shooting on was like celluloid, and they didn't want to burn a hole through the film when they when they shot that when they when they made, when they did that shot. So it's been doctored, but it's like a paint, it's like a paint kind of like graphics motion type of deal. That is the only shot in the entire movie that is not CGI. And that shit is four hours. It is one of the most be beautifully shot movies ever. Like, ever. <laughs> and, uh, I, 
four hours of just on location greatness. And I implore folks to go watch stuff like that. Like, go watch movies from, like, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, man. Like, challenge yourself. But then, and, and, and to that point, that's where we're talking about. That's where creativity kind of reigns. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, they, they didn't have the luxury of technologies to say, you know what? Let's be lazy. We'll just, we'll edit this in post. That's why shit like 2001 A Space Odyssey looks so good now. If you told me that that movie was shot in 2005, I would have believed you. Because, yeah, film, films have gone through such a, like, a drastic change, you know, like I said, 60s, 80s, where they, they did on location. They didn't use CGI. It's content now. Scorsese. Then there was the 90s and 2000s where they finally figured out how to, you know, use CGI and everything got ugly. I mean, I, I saw some, like, sci-fi movies from, like, 2002, and I'm like, how the fuck did, were we okay with this? <laughs> it's just... And now, the 2010s and 2020s, where it's all just CGI, everyone's just in a warehouse, and people get flabbergasted about, oh, look at this beautiful coloring. Like, yeah, it's all made on a fucking computer. Like, if, <laughs> give, me a, give me a week, I could do this scene, probably. Yeah. If you give me the right, you know fucking application. I just, so man, I I'm think, just waiting for the next wave of what it's going to be. I'm hoping it happens, actually. I think that the, to, to hammer home, to bring it all home, yes, we agree that what you, what, 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 what the, we agree with the question. And, um, I think the issue that a lot of, I think what I have problems with is, people not being able to distinguish the real creativity from just the commodity, you know, that is out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like Blade Runner 2049, right? Built sets and did this and that. Um, You know, the color grading. Yes, that movie had some CGI in it, but you kind of have to when you're doing, you know, a dystopian future type deal. But the best shots in that movie, the most impactful shots in that movie, those were, those were created. The color grading. That was, someone, someone did that. You know what I'm saying? The shots in that. You know? I mean, for example, take this, take later on this year, Dune. Dennis said, no, we're not, we're not, we not skipping out and, 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 and doing a desert in the middle of, you know, some CGI desert. We're going to Jordan, and we're shooting this in the middle of the summer. You either with me or you against me. That movie got shot in the whole desert. <laughs> that movie is shot in the desert, son. In the middle of Jordan in, like, summertime. They were shooting, like, 105-degree heat. Because Dennis said, I'm committed to this. But, like... No one will give him his props for that. It just for doing it, you know, not taking the cheap way, the easy way. He said, "I want people to feel like they're immersed in this world. I want you to feel how I felt when I read this book when I was sixteen or twenty or whatever it is." You know what I'm saying? No one wants to get that. 
I think the only thing that's CGI in this movie upcoming for Dune is the sandworm. And they yeah. built a practical model of it to base it off of. It's that's the difference though, is how much of the person that are in charge of these projects, movies, games, mu- music for that matter, how much how much of it are they invested in to say, you know what, I want this to have a hundred percent or as close to it as my own hands creative impact on it as possible. When it gets commoditized and you you know it becomes a commodity and you have it being produced and made just by the studios for the comp, for the sole purpose of making money, all bets off. Just is what it is. It's a tough slope, man. I don't know. We got to bring it back. Bring back creativity, man. Bring it back. That's a good question, Arnaz. We appreciate your facts and that. Two parting thoughts, Mr. Nicholas. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, I know some things have been on your mind. What you got for us today? Well, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate what we were just talking about. Is support, you know, the indie movies. Support the movies that they actually put work into. That's why, I think that's why both of us plug A24 so hard, man. Because none of their movies are, like, over these over-the-top blockbusters, man. But you can, like, tell that, like, the people and the actors, the actresses, the directors, they're just telling the story, man, that they wanted to tell, you know? My second parting thought. I would say this is more a personal one. It's because of what I'm having to deal with walking down the street. LA when things open up take it slow please don't go crazy don't crowd streets don't crowd stores and restaurants I mean you wouldn't do it pre-pandemic you're not gonna go insane if you can't go to the bar so let's just take it slow so we can go back to normal and not yeah and not have a relapse and if you have plans to take a tour you know, be tourists in Hollywood. Don't give me a month. <laughs> I don't need you here. <laughs> it takes me twenty minutes to walk down a block. Can't imagine living in a city like that again, man. Oh. It's garbage. Oh, no sir. Streets are full of garbage people. <laughs> uh, for me, guys, really quite simple. My biggest thing here, and I need people to understand this. For me. The most important thing is take care of yourself uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. I know, like like Nick said, we are opening back up. Everyone's getting back outside. Um, don't go too hard doing all that, though. Um, make sure you're easing yourself back into it. It's been a long time. I know we've been boxed away, and folks feel like they got you know everything stripped away from them. But take that time and enjoy yourself and love yourself, you know, and and just do what you got to do to make sure that when you're able, you know, we're open and we're able to do things at full capacity as we, you know, as we're working our way towards right now, man, that you're in a good spot because, you know, you never really know what you might have repressed and held back in while you were locked up in the house and then you get outside and it can be overwhelming not having, you know, kind of been in those environments for such a long time, so... Do the heavy lifting now and take care of yourself. My second parting thought is go support your local movie theaters. We're opening back up. 
Um, there's really no real reason why you shouldn't go to a movie theater right now. I mean, if you're willing to go to the club, then I, I really don't think that there's a real reason why you wouldn't want to go back to the movies. Um, uh, go out there and enjoy a movie, man. It's, it's too much it's too much fire about to drop for you to be sitting at home uh, watching that on your shitty 35-inch or 38, 40-inch 40, 40 TV or whatever the case may be, man. Go out there. Go to the movies. Um, take your lady out. Take your Take your boy out. Um, take your person out, take whoever out, man, go out there, go with your family, do whatever, go to the movies, enjoy yourself, it's the summertime, movies gonna be coming out fast and furious, just heat, just go out there, enjoy it, lock yourself away for two hours, get lost in the movie, and be happy, so, but, with that being said, guys, we are back in the fold, um, it's been a pleasure to get back here and talk with you guys again. I know Nick's probably enjoyed this. I've definitely enjoyed being able to record again. And um, we look forward to being a little bit more regular um, as our summers uh, kind of shape up and stuff like that. So um, with that being said, guys, this is another episode of the Cruising Cloud Podcast. I'm Cruz. I'm Cloud. And we are signing out. Rick bitch poems, my leather long enough to keep a thick bitch warm. When I ask, is enormous, abs abnormal, and tans in the morning on sands in California. Seems like we getting money for the wrong things. Look around, Maserati's for the whole team. Look at Haiti, children dying round the clock, nigga. I sent a hundred grand, but that's a decent watch, nigga. I'm getting better, cause it would at least a drop, nigga. I'ma get my money right, just watch, nigga. She had a miscarriage, I couldn't cry it out. Cause you and I know she was only my side hoe. Uh, I got him catching them mean shot. Trying to pull my fucking meats out the freezer. See the link singer just think Jesus. I'm hot till the day a day freezes. Young and radical, methods and mathematical. I multiplied my money through different avenues. Took many to war, shook never before. For my mother, I applaud. Miss Afini Shakur. Ice insured, fuck life insurance. Three bad bitches, dope punk and current. Still, you know the dope won't stop. If I die today, bury me in a dope ass watch. We living like this for the rest of our lives. Well, we gon' be living like this for the rest of tonight. And you know we gon' be making this shit for the rest of our lives. So live fast and die young. Live fast and die young. Live fast and die young.